Hello and welcome to the Mind Body Fertility Podcast. I'm Fran, a fertility mindset coach. And this is Jen, and I'm a functional fertility coach. In this podcast, we talk about a range of mind body topics, all relevant to your fertility journey. From evidence based tools to sharing about our own and our clients' experiences when it comes to optimizing health, improving your chances of getting pregnant, and also enhancing your quality of life. You are not alone. Our goal with this podcast is to support you in getting pregnant, to be the friends who get it. And that's why in each episode, we bring together functional healthcare and mindset tools that will help you get pregnant. We are super passionate about what we do and want to support as many people as possible. You know how lonely trying to conceive can be. So please subscribe to this podcast and even better, leave a review so that more people can find us. Do you have any questions for us? We would love to hear from you and answer your questions in our next episode. You can send your questions via email to mind body fertility podcast at gmail.com now let's get started hello and welcome to episode eight how are you jen i'm doing fantastic how are you doing fran it's friday today yes it's good we're recording this on a friday we usually don't we usually record this midweek but i had a terrible cold this week and i sounded awful so thanks jen for being so flexible i'm i'm uh, very appreciative of your flexibility and we here we are i'm feeling a little bit better still have a bit of a cold but we carry on glad you're feeling better it's going to be a really good conversation. We're going to hopefully get get pretty deep on on this topic. Yeah. Um, I think we both have a lot of good things to talk about today. So, I'm pretty yes. excited. Yes, and it's interesting how this topic relates in so many levels, not only fertility, but um for anyone who is listening and has ever tried to change a habit, build a new one, let go of old ones. This is for you. We will be talking about habits and willpower. So what it takes to create a new habit, what it takes to ditch old ones that may not may not be serving you, and how to work with willpower. Is willpower enough when you're wanting to build or change a habit? And if it's not enough, then what else do you need? So that's our topic today. Um, I hope you enjoy the topic. And Jen, I'll let you open up and start on the topic. And we carry on from that. Just before we start the recording, I just want to say that we started having a conversation about (laughs) is it habits? Is it willpower? Is it trust? And we stopped our discussion. We said, okay, let's leave this for the recording because I think this is a really juicy discussion. Yeah, yeah, no, we did. We got we got uh, pretty excited about about this discussion. So, um, you know, I think this conversation is best started by talking about trusting yourself because, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, we have all gone through times in our life where 
you know, we, we know that a certain habit that we have that we've fallen into maybe consciously or unconsciously, um, is no longer working for us and it's no longer helping us move towards our goals, whether that's fertility related or not. Um, and you know, those, those old habits are really hard to break. We all know that. Um, and really like the, the more often you try and break those habits and you, quote unquote fail. I don't like to talk about them as, you know, a failure. Um, but we definitely often recognize that as a failure. Um, we begin to lose trust in ourselves to actually be able to make these things happen. And so, you know, I think we need to start thinking about it in a different way. Um, trusting ourselves means that, um, you know, possibly we need to have a different type of support. Possibly we need to go about it in a different way, possibly need to, um, you know, find other means uh, to make these habits work for us. And so that's kind of our discussion today is like how to make all of this work for us so that we can actually move forward and, um, you know, move towards our goals. Cause we know our habits, our daily habits have a lot to do with how we meet our goals, whether it's weight loss goal, whether it's a, you know, trying to improve your egg health, whether, you know, you're going through IVF and you know, um, you know, you need to reduce inflammation or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, your habits have a lot to do with whether or not you succeed in those goals. So, um, you know, trusting yourself to be able to make the changes is like where we need to start. But how do we do that? How do we do that, Fran? Um, and I think that's, you know, a good segue into, you know, how you and I both work with our clients on actually getting results, um, that they're looking for, right? How do we move the needle forward for them? Um, and show them that they can trust themselves. They can make these changes. They can adopt these, um, new habits. They can replace them, you know, replace the old habits with new ones. Um, and you know, they don't have to keep living, reliving their past quote unquote failures. Um, and I know you've got some really good insight on like how people can begin to start trusting themselves. Where can they start? Yeah. 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 I agree with everything that you say. Um, and for me, the emotional layers of a habit is where I usually dig into with my clients and where 
if we're aiming to build a new habit, that's how we start building it, building it from an emotional foundation. I, I've seen enough with my clients and from even things like um, somatic therapy, neuroscience, that just knowing isn't enough. Like it's not enough to know that you need to do X, Y, Z for you to achieve what you want to achieve because other things get in the way. And usually those things, those blocks come from an emotional arena. So be it um, lack of trust on yourself, as you're saying, um, that could be rooted in a past trauma, or it could be that um, you're so hopeless in your future that you don't have the willpower to do what it takes today um, to move into that direction. These are two, just two examples. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's one or the other, but for me, it's really digging deep into the emotional part of a habit and understanding the why behind it, not necessarily the why, oh, you need to eat this because it will give you this nutrient in your body that is important for egg <laughs> We want to go deeper. Yeah. We, we want a deeper why deeper. than that. Yeah. We want to go deeper. So part of um, working with habits is something that I call finding your why, which is really, I normally do this um, as a workshop with my clients, but it's basically going into the the emotional reasoning and meaning and purpose behind wanting to to build your family wanting to to expand your family wanting to have a baby and it goes deep into what are your values you know what are the things that are really important for you in life and what are the things that you really want to pass on to next generations and also things like your your childhood memories um, what is it that you're trying to pass on or to leave behind um, and things as well like um, what is important for you when it comes to family making what as a, at the roots important why are they important and not to judge or not to kind of put like uh, this is bad this is good but to, to because sometimes these are questions that people are never asked themselves why I know this is the right time this is normally what I what I hear is I know this is the right time we got married we bought a house we had a pet you know we got a dog or got a cat this is the obvious next step for us um, but usually this why is something that um can sometimes be really surprising to people. I know it was for myself. Um, and I hear people that sometimes they struggle with um, even finding the answers right there in the moment um, to some of these questions because they are deep questions. They are very deep questions. But 
once you have that emotional why, that's what I said before, is you're building your foundation for whatever it is that you want to achieve in your path to where you want to get. So today could be looking after your diet, you know. Um, next day could be something else, could be something that the doctors found and you have to change your protocol within your treatment. Whatever it is that happens for you, that is the same foundation. And that's why I think it's different to willpower. Willpower is trying to be strong and do this thing today that is in front of me. I'm going to resist this or I'm going to really push myself to this today. Um, and, and your why is that that anchor, that emotional anchor that you can always pull through, that you can always carry with you, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter what's happening for you, what, you, what it is that you're trying to do or trying to achieve in that moment in time. Um, and I think that um, the, the result of the why session is usually profound. And it's even life-changing. I had sessions that I held this, this workshop, Defining a Why, with couples. So they were together doing it as a couple. And it changed their relationship. It changed the way they saw um, family, how they thought about their families individually and how they were building a new family together and for the better. So it's... Um, Yes, I would say finding a why it's one of the most um, one of the most profound in terms of changes that it can cause um, within like the program that I've run so far. Yeah, and I want to add too to that. That was great, um, and I agree a hundred percent on all of that. Um, you know, and I want to I want to acknowledge the fact that you know, especially for those struggling with fertility issues, there's a lot of like, you know, they have this picture of what they want their life to look like. And it's really, it's a painful thing to have that big piece of their life, that child, the, the family part missing. Right. And they just don't know how they're going to get there. But I think acknowledging that their desire to have that family and this, this picture that they envision in their head that they want their future to look like is that can be their why, right? That alone can be their why. Um, and they don't give, I don't think they give enough attention to that, to that deep desire, Right. Um, and I think like, I agree that, that, uh, you know, going as deep as you possibly can, like, you know, what, what cultural roots do you want to pass on to your kids? You know, what, what's really important to you that, that you do in your family, um, that you want to live on, right. That is absolutely hundred percent important. And, and that, that visual that you hold in your head about what you want your future to look like, even if it's just like, simply like you want to experience planning birthday parties for your kids, right? Mm. Like you want to, 
to be able to experience that. You want to share that joy. You want to be able to invite family over and friends and, you know, have like, feel that sense of community surrounding, surrounding your child's birthday or a holiday or whatever it may be. Right. Like that alone is enough of a why for some people. Yeah. And with that, it's, it's clear when you're doing the exercise or it's becoming clear who you are and what really motivates you and the things that you really value in life. So if anything is a really great self-awareness tool of self-reflection of self-reflection. Um, and you, when you're doing with someone that can ask you the questions that can perhaps see where you wobble a little bit and think, okay, ask you, why are you wobbling? Like what's happening? What can you, what are you thinking around this and help you to move towards maybe a little bit of a discomfort sensation or a memory or something that you've always thought, but you never said it out loud. So to have it in that space, to hold, to have someone to hold that space for you will make this experience of finding a why even more meaningful and that's why I normally like to do as a workshop because it becomes more of a an exercise that we do together um and and yeah I think building that vision is really important too um but I do think that at the end of the finding your why is not only about the vision, is about in your body, what does it make you feel in your body? Um, and then is associating that vision that you want, that you know you want with the physical sensation. And that's something we do at the end, we find an anchor and then we anchor that feeling in your body. So it becomes a bottom up approach. I think we we discussed this in our last episode what's the difference mm-hmm. between a top down to a bottom up because things around our nervous system the way we react or the way we act to the signs around you to the environment around us and what's happening inside of body isn't logical isn't uh, always um, something that we can uh, be logical about how we are reacting or what we're feeling and why we're feeling it um, and that would be the top-down approach as if that's the same with, it's good that we're talking about habits because if building another habit was something that was only top-down everyone would build habits really quickly yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. once we understand it it becomes okay you know brain telling the body do this Yep. You know, and that's not how it works. The body tells the brain, likewise, that the pathway is is is, is two-dimensional. It's it goes, it's, yeah, yep. it's gone from one side to the other, and then from body to mind, mind to body. And and so anchoring the why with a physical sensation is that bottom up a bottom up, uh, up approach of regulating your nervous system, of um fighting that need or resisting that need or challenging that need even better of having to have willpower to achieve something Mm -hmm. which is so commonly 
seeing. I think I think we need to talk a little bit more about this willpower thing because I feel like that's what I feel like that's what people think is their only option, right? Uh, and like yeah. I love, I just love the analogy uh or you know, talking about um New Year's resolutions. It's like the perfect example on like how people just use strictly use willpower to try and create new habits. And this is why so many people, you know, they don't make it past like the first couple weeks of a, of a new year's resolution, because they're literally relying on willpower alone. They say, you know, this is what I want to do this year. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to work on, on, you know, personal improvement. I'm going to, I want to, you know, feel better. I want to have more energy. I want to lose weight, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, and they, have this like really broad goal. They don't even really narrow it down too much as to like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do this and incorporate, you know, salads into my diet five days a week going, you know, for the whole entire year. Right. Like you'd think that would be a really super simple goal, but if your eating habits, like if you are like, not eating vegetables at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think that that would be a hard goal to achieve, right? Like all you have to do is just like put a salad in front of your face and like eat it, you know, incorporate it into a meal. But if you're not used to eating vegetables, you might get through like a week of that. And then like you're something happens and you, you know, you are like maybe in a rush, like you just have a really super busy week and you didn't get the chance to go grocery shopping. So you don't have any fresh vegetables. So you can't make your salad. And like, there's always like these excuses that come up because it's not yet a habit. And you're, you're, you don't have like the actual tools that are going to help you build that habit. And you're just, you're relying on that willpower alone. And it's Mm. so easy to, create excuses and blame a failure on something that is like you can say is out of your control mm-hmm. right so i think that just dis- the discussion on using willpower alone in order to change habits or to create new habits um you know we need to talk about why that doesn't work. Mm. And why, I mean, we're using this why word a lot, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, and it's, you know, this is, this is how we learn when we're, when we're little kids, right. Is we ask why all the Uh, time and it's, you know, we need to to go back and, and start doing that as adults as well. I, I think, right. So like, why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? Why am I not able to stick to this? Why do I want to do this? Like there's, we need to drill down and find, find the why to everything. You know, if there's, if there's something that's happening that you don't like, ask why, why is this happening? Right. And then take responsibility for the why. 
because we're really, really, really good at finding outside, you know, reasons that are out of our control. And sometimes they're out of our control, but we, you know, there's, there's actually a lot of things in life that are out of our control, but we need to learn how to recognize, um, our role in things that aren't working. Yeah. Right. I totally agree with that, but I think it's so difficult. And not only that it's difficult because it's hard, but it's difficult because we are not conditioned for that Mm -hmm. since early ages. So yes, um, that shift or even that thought of having to stop asking ourselves why and then understanding the why, then thinking about what's the alternative weighing the alternative compared to what is today and then figuring it out in order to get to the alternative what are the options what are the paths what are the changes it can't get so overwhelming it can get so big because once you realize that one action is linked to another action that then gives you this result So it's not like you can make one change and suddenly have a massive difference in your life, you know. And I, I, for anyone who is stuck or really wants to understand more about habits, I highly recommend Atomic Habits. Have you read Atomic Habits? I love that book. I love that book. Yes. And, 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 And I think that's why it's so easy or... It's like our default system is to find an excuse, is to find, like we have to blame somewhere. I mean, someone, it's, it's, it's how our brain works. So as soon as we find a reason to not do that thing that we're supposed to do, it becomes okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we may suffer, but we're not suffering as much because we know there is a reason. We assigned a reason mm-hmm. for that. Yep. And, and I don't know with, with you and your clients, because you probably have this coming up a lot more in, with your clients, but I feel that for me, when I talk about lifestyle changes um, and making new habits with my clients, the only, the only way that it works, and I don't like to make things very, you know, like this, like general, um, what I am I do think this is only if there is an emotional layer and I'm saying this again I'm sound like I'm repeating myself because I think it is if you just say oh you need to sleep earlier because if you sleep earlier you will wake up the next day and you will have more energy to um, feel better during your day no that that not even that's for not me, enough of a why I think even for me <laughs> yeah. is is yeah. not enough so what is it that having more energy during your day is going to give you. Yeah, exactly. Well, Um, and I think I want to mention too really quickly um, that, you know, if you're, if you are listening to this and you're just like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's totally me. I like sit here and I try and, and, you know, I rely on willpower to, you know, try and change habits. I know there's something that I need to change 
right? There's a change I need to make somewhere in my life. Um, but I do always find excuses as to why there's always something that comes up, but I want, I want to refer people to our previous podcast, those last week's podcast, because we talk exactly about clearing clutter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and we talk about, this is what I've, this is what I do in the very beginning of like working with my clients is that we go through and we literally brainstorm all the things that, you know, you might think could get in the way of you creating these habits. And so there's, you know, there's kind of a hierarchy to this, um, you know, habits, like finding your why isn't necessarily the first step, right? You need to figure out where in your life you need to make room for all of this to happen. Um, and I just wanted to mention that, right? Because it's this, it can, it can, probably feel frustrating when you're thinking about like, okay, yeah, I can, I can find my why I've got my why I've known my why. And I feel like it's a pretty darn, like I'm pretty darn emotionally invested in this why, but I still can't get it done. Like I can't make any progress. Um, and so I, I really encourage, you know, anybody who's listening right now who thinks that way to to go back and listen to last week's podcast about, um, clearing the clutter and what did we call it? Clearing the clutter and finding clarity, finding clarity. Yeah. Like that's, 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 that's step number one right there. You cannot skip that step. Otherwise this, this why isn't going to work for you mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. yet right? It's not like it's never going to work for you, but it's not going to work for you yet. You've got to clear out that clutter, find the roadblocks, you know, try and figure out, and you know, you likely know what roadblocks are, are going to be because, you know, it, like we've talked about the new year's resolutions, you've likely set goals for yourself in the past. And they're like, you could pretty easily identify the things that you came up with that, stopped you from moving forward towards those goals, right? Whether it was like something to do with your spouse, whether it was something to do with work, whether it was like, you're just too busy, you couldn't figure out how to incorporate it into your life, whatever that may be, you've got to identify those things first and figure out like when you meet that roadblock, when you come up to that roadblock, not if, but when, what are you going to do differently? How are you going to get over that hurdle so that, you know, you can allow your why to carry you the rest of the way. Right. So not to go on a, on a tangent. There, no, that's perfect. <laughs> I think that's perfect because these things are all connected and it's not enough to just have one. I, th- I believe um, in any areas, I think, of course, we know that our listeners here are trying to, trying to conceive and fertility is the focus. And I think it's important that we, that we acknowledge that. But these are for anything else, anything in, in your life, or any stage of your life. These are the steps that one will build and lead to the other. So... And I know there's so many examples out there and I can give one example of personal example. 
about willpower and about habits. I have always, my whole life, um, battled with my weight. So I would put on weight, then I would lose weight, then lose weight, then put on weight, you know, this on and off. And I never had the willpower to just stick to it and just stay my, you know, recommended, I'm putting air quotes here, weight mm-hmm. bracket. I was either going up or down, going up or down. The only time that I managed in my whole life to lose weight, <laughs> um, but to eat according to a diet that was specifically prescribed to me was when I was diabetics with a diabetic with um, gestational diabetes. So when I was pregnant, that was the only time in my life. Because <laughs> it was important to you. Exactly. It was incredibly important to you. And, and I had your babies. Yeah. Not one baby, but two babies that were that whose growth was dependent on me and what yeah. I want. So and that just goes to show both things, you know, how willpower is not just enough, not enough to maintain something or to achieve something um but also to show that there is an emotional layer that is just as important and and I remember during that period of time trying to think okay what could be the things that I will have to resist the most like what times of the day what events because I was still working at that time and there were so many work events with food and drinks and (laughs) and all of that per usual yep so yeah, the, what you're saying about you have to clear the clutter and find clarity is just as important and it's so true because you have to be prepared so that willpower doesn't become the thing that you rely on. Yeah. Like you have a plan and you know why you're doing it. Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. There's it's and this is this is how you get past those roadblocks you're always gonna have a roadblock no matter what you're doing in life there's always going to be it's never going to be easy Mm. it's never it might be simple but it's never going to be easy because there's you know there's always things that come up in life always 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 and if you can learn how to follow these steps and create change like once you do it like it feels hard while you're going through it but once you actually do it and you get through and you practice all the steps and you get to your goal and you're just like you look back and you're like oh my gosh that was so easy that was so easy like I was making it so much harder in my head for myself because I was almost expecting myself to fail. And sometimes when we do that, we actually like make things harder than they really are. Yeah. Um, it's like, we're funny creatures like that, but, um, you know, once you like, once you've done this once or twice and you kind of have that practice and you know, like, okay, I need to recognize, you know, if there's, if there's a roadblock, if I'm like feeling any kind of resistance towards, you know, what I need to do to create this habit, I need to go back and look at like, okay, what's this roadblock? What's my plan for dealing with this roadblock? And then why am I doing this? And, you know, reminding yourself why you're doing this, that's going to carry you through the hardest part of building any kind of habit. 
it's the hardest part. Yeah. And we're not talking about just building new habits too. We're talking about letting go of old habits. Yeah. And you know, that, I don't know to me, for me personally, building a new habit is a lot harder than letting go of the old habits simply because letting go of the old habits. I feel like, you know, there's, there's a reason why you want to let that go. Like it kind of usually has a negative connotation to it. Right. Like, like when I, when I had the habit of eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream every night for like a good three months in a row, (laughs) it was awesome while I was eating it. Like it felt good. It tasted really good. Um, but I knew, like, I felt like crap, (laughs) not just after I was done eating it, but like three months into that, like it was horrible. I just, I had no energy whatsoever. And my sugar cravings were just off the charts 24, like every waking moment was almost complete misery because I literally was thinking about nothing but sugar like every waking moment. And so it's like letting go of those old old habits is easier because you're just like, God, I'm tired of feeling like that. I'm tired of this thing that's connected to that old habit. However, building the new habits, I feel like you don't have necessarily like a positive reward for that new habit yet. You're just like hoping that it's going to help you get to where you want to be. Right. Does that make sense? Is that making sense? Yeah, it, it does make sense. Um, I'm not sure I agree. I think I would challenge this. Yeah. Okay. With, Let's hear it. Let's hear with it. Something else, because okay. I think that letting go of old habits, it's only possible if you have something else that is fulfilling the need of that old habit right so I agree 100% yeah let's say let's use your example of um, the Ben and Jerry's every night at one point you said I'm not this is not for me anymore you know probably something happened in your life that gave you that filled that space that the Ben and Jerry's was giving you whatever that reward was you know, let's remember the atomic habits here, the, the yeah. reward system, you know, <laughs> right. you do have a trigger and then you have a reward. Whatever it is that Ben and Jerry's was giving you is because something was lacking for you. And it's usually related to your emotional, again, well-being. Oh, definitely was. Definitely. It definitely yeah. was. Yeah. And you know what, though, now that I think about it, now that you say that, I think it got to the point where, like, the negative outweighed the positive, right? Like. Right how I physically felt and the guilt, right? Like I felt super guilty every time I did that. Right. Like mm-hmm. it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. I felt disgusted with myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I felt guilty. I felt disgusted. I physically felt the, you know, the blood sugar swings. It just, I felt horrible in more ways than one. And that right there outweighed that, um, that positive, like emotional, very, like it didn't even last very long, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that emotional, and you know what it was is because 
So like I had this emotional attachment to sugar because that was how I perceived my parents showing me love, like Mm -hmm. constant, like, like dessert was like almost an everyday thing when I was a kid, right? Like holidays, there was just goodies and treats and pie and cake and all the things like everything that was quote unquote, like love was in sugar form. And so at that point in my life, when I was eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's every night, it was a rough time in my life. Yeah. And that was, you know, that, that Ben and Jerry's was, was fulfilling that need for love. But I agree, I agree with what you're saying, right? Like you need to replace that, that quote unquote negative habit with something more positive. That's, that's still fulfilling that need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't, I can't, I mean, I really, honestly, I think like that was the beginning of like my whole, like self-improvement journey where I was doing, I started EFT. I started tapping Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was like on its own, incredible. Not, I mean, this kind of, I'm, we're talking about other stuff here now, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was definitely incorporating different ways to fulfill that need, that love feeling need. Right. So there was a shift for you. Somewhere. There was a shift. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And I, and it was probably, it could have been, you know, you know, both acting together, right? Like I was getting this need fulfilled other, other places. And at the same time, like this habit was just so weighing on me so negatively in so many ways that I just, yeah. it, I feel like that probably w- was a driver to me seeking other ways to fulfill Mm -hmm. that need right so it's it's so interesting because that that feeling of actually feeling awful afterwards can be as addictive as feeling good about that millisecond of moments that you're doing something that you know deep down you know that is not good for you but you feel good doing it which is the comfort right the comfort of eating um but that feeling awful can be as addictive and also without even knowing sometimes because of past experiences how we were brought up it's like the when when a child gets attention for a bad behavior it's still attention that the child is getting so it's the same concept here when you eat something, but you feel awful about yourself. That's the only way that you can feel good or feel something about yourself. Right. So that's yeah, when, like when the child who doesn't get attention, unless they're being bad, right. Is that yes. kind of what you're talking about? Right. Yeah. Like, cause there's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so, yeah. So then you attach that, that feeling to comfort in a in a roundabout way right like it's comforting because you're used to that feeling yeah yeah so again um for me it's letting go of the emotional yeah yeah exactly exactly and 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 we do know all of this has an incredible like 
emotional connection. And I think that's why you're definitely you're so good at peeling back the layers, right. And helping people understand, like, I feel like some people can be confused at like, I don't even know how I developed this habit, like where this came from Mm -hmm. and being able to peel back those layers and really understanding the root of like where it came from makes it so much easier for people to be like, okay, yeah, I need to find a healthier way to meet this need. Um, and like, I'm just, I'm thinking back to my own like self-development journey and doing that. And it's like, it's like, it's so profound how big of a difference it makes on your, on your life in right. all areas of your life. Right. Like being able to understand and, and have empathy for yourself too. Right. Like I could have, and I did for a while, I felt really like, like I said, I felt really disgusted with myself when I was eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's every single night without fail for three months straight. Like there was like that shame. There was the disgust. There was like all of that there. Um, but I also had realized like why I was doing that. I was trying, I was having a rough time in my relationship. I, you know, was seeking out that feeling of love and that comfort feeling, um, and being able to recognize that allowed me to, to meet that need elsewhere. And so, um, you know, Fran, you're so good at helping people like really peel back those layers and understand themselves, understand why they, why they feel the way they feel, why they have these certain habits. Um, it's just, but that's in super, super important, um, way of being able to let go of those old habits, right. Yeah. Without falling back into, into them is, yeah. and so I'm glad you brought up that, that need to replace a healthier way of meeting those needs, right. As yeah, is yeah. part of letting go of those old habits as well. Yeah. And thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. I know it's, yeah, so, it's raw. I mean, it is, but it's, I mean, I feel like so many people can relate to, even if it's not relating specifically, specifically to that, you know, we've, we've all got our own stories, um, about, you know, things that we, do um and they're always for a reason it's not just because we're lazy or that you know we're a glutton or you know whatever it's like there's a reason for it um and it's usually like a a survival type oh definitely yeah sort of so um but i want to talk about unless you had something else to add to that you might not have been done with your thought no, I'm done. Okay. Yeah, let's um, go. Talking about like making decisions and sticking to them. I mean, I feel like we've kind of sort of touched on that a little bit, but um, it's kind of like in its own world at the same time. Um, I mean, it's connected obviously to your why, right? Because 
your why is going to ultimately ultimately lead to the decisions you make um, and sticking to those decisions. I also think that it's connected to this self-trust that we talked about in the beginning, right? Because in the context of creating habits, when you don't yet have that self-trust built up because you don't have that evidence that the things that you're doing are actually working towards, um, you know, meeting this goal. I think the whole making decisions and sticking to them can be kind of difficult to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know I had, I personally had an issue with trusting myself to make quote unquote, good decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I mean, it probably stems somewhere from childhood and not being, you know, not, not being encouraged to make good decisions and not having the decisions that I made validated. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to bring this whole point up that making decisions can feel kind of scary yeah. when you don't trust yourself. Right. So working with somebody on a plan, having that clarity, clearing the clutter, finding your why can ultimately will ultimately help you trust yourself more and help you become more confident in the decisions that you're making. Hmm. Right. And then sticking to those decisions. Cause I also had a, not only a problem with like trusting myself to make a good decision, but like afterwards making the decision, going back and like second guessing myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that can be a huge barrier to making forward progress what do you think about that do you see that happen oh yes absolutely yeah and I think in parts we can all relate to that on some level self-doubt um and also doubt in the path on your path on your fertility journey um and you said something about in the context of habits which I think really do relate nicely to this because if you create this humongous goal and habit it becomes too much so it's hard to see it happening because it's too big um so breaking it down could one give you that sense of being become something that big can become more tangible so mm-hmm. it can give you that sense of trust in the process because you're seeing the incremental changes along the way. So that's part one is like working with someone or breaking a habit down so that you can see those incremental changes happening along the way. Um, but also, I think it's very, very similar, the topic of self-worth self-doubt to this because what I see is people who 
have very low or they lack self-worth. They lack that sense of making decisions, even just making decisions, even less sticking to those decisions and also questioning. It would make a decision today and then question the decision tomorrow and then maybe change. Yep. Um, and so that doesn't give them enough time to build uh, practice and see results. So they become really frustrated and they say, I've tried it, but it didn't work. When in reality, it was they're second guessing themselves and yes. they're, yeah, they don't, they're not trusting in the process. Yeah. You have to trust in your process, trust in the process first before you can build that trust in yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also at the same time, like building that self-worth, you yeah. have to build that self self-worth to start building that trust as well. And, and all of this have- is. Sorry, so important to like, it just goes to show you that working with somebody is so important, critical, critical to like seeing results. Like, what do you want? What do you like? Where do you want to go? What's stopping you and like getting yourself, getting out of your own way. Yeah. 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 Right. And I also see a lot of the mindset around but I've done all this and I still didn't get pregnant I've been doing all this for so long and I still don't get pregnant and I really want to acknowledge that feeling because I know it's so common and validate how difficult it is for you to trust something or to trust that whatever it is that you're doing new, this new thing can actually help you this time. Even though you tried five, five things just the past month and they didn't work. This is a really hard thing to, ta- to, to tackle. And nothing is a guarantee. So what we're doing here, we're discussing things that will overall enhance the quality of your life enhance how you feel about yourself enhance your chances of getting pregnant most cases giving you an opportunity to really dig deep into some of the root causes of your fertility struggles so what we're doing here is the goal isn't necessarily to say to you, if you do this new one, this new thing, just one time or one month, you will get pregnant. That's not it. And we're talking about trust, as in trusting the whole process, trusting that you're making the right decisions right now. Not necessarily that this one thing will make you pregnant because there are two different ways of, working on a mindset or two different things to work on so the trust we're talking here is that bigger trust that trust in whatever decision that you're making in your capability of making that decision Um, not in the one thing that will get you pregnant do you agree with that Jen yeah no I absolutely 100% agree And 
for some reason, the saying of choose your heart comes to mind. Um, mm. Because none of this is easy. Yeah. Right. And I think that like what we've kind of laid out today might, might feel a little overwhelming. We've talked about a lot of, um, a lot of mindset stuff, things that are super, super common in, you know, what people go through when they're attempting to make changes in their life and why that doesn't happen very often. Um, but I think if we, if we think about it in terms of like, it's something's going to be hard no matter what, right? Like struggling to get pregnant is hard. Yeah. IVF is hard. Changing habits is hard. You got to choose your hard and really and stick to it right mm. um i see so often that like when you were talking about you know you've you know when clients come to you and they're like well i've tried this i've tried that i've tried all of these things and nothing's worked um you know i usually ask like Like, how long were you trying that for? Were you consistent with it? Like, how did you actually, what was your mindset when you went, you know, when you were doing that? Because that can actually affect your results as well, Hmm. right? If you, if you start doing something and have this mindset of like, well, I'm going to do this just in case it actually works, but I'm like not expecting it to work um then you know i wouldn't think that that would be helpful in making progress right like that's gonna that right there is giving you that excuse to quit before you see the results right and sometimes we actually like i'll i'll actually notice that um, and I've noticed this in myself in my younger years too, where I was almost afraid to succeed, mm. which is weird, but it happens, right? Mm. Um, you're afraid to succeed because you're also f- afraid of that success going away at the same time, right? You're afraid to actually get pregnant because maybe you have experienced miscarriages in the past and that hurt mm-hmm. is worse than not actually having that positive pregnancy test in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you may not be consciously thinking, oh, I'm going to sabotage myself and not do this because I am so afraid of that feeling that I felt of feeling that feeling again, you know, while I was going through a miscarriage, you know, while I was going through DNC, while I was going through, you know, IVF that maybe failed or resulted in a miscarriage, whatever it may be. Um, 
sometimes we can unconsciously sabotage ourselves, right because we're afraid of experiencing that thing again um and so there's i mean there's so many nuances to this yeah and on that point i see that too and whenever that's what we uncovered in a session let's just say this just came up in a session to be honest we wouldn't even go to habits from there we would go back and heal from that feeling Mm -hmm. not necessarily heal but start healing um are we ever healed that's the million dollar question but (laughs) we will start the healing process before we can move into new habits because that in itself is enough of resistance and blocks to what we want to do afterwards whatever it is that we're going to go so if anyone here is relating to this I would say probably book a session with Fran (laughs) (laughs) you shouldn't really be thinking about habits here you should be thinking about how are you going to start your healing from whatever happened in the past yeah because that's deep enough and that is hurtful enough to stop you from getting anywhere and going anywhere and moving on if you're not ready so and it's the same for anyone who's tried so many different things and it never worked and they get really frustrated I don't care so much for what you've tried and what happened in the past we're going to assess where you are today and we're going to see what you need today and based on that there will be a plan for forward so let's not look too much behind and see what didn't work in the past because we change you now we're constantly changing and we're supposed to that's where we're yes. humans we're supposed to evolve yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah I think anyone here as you said rightly reminded us it can get a bit overwhelming it is overwhelming to hear everything we just talked about so anyone who's still (laughs) listening thank you and uh, we've got you Um, but yeah I think if anyone feels overwhelmed doesn't know where to start um, if you just want to chat with us quickly uh, or ask a question feel free feel free to get in touch because it is hard it is because it is hard Um, it is difficult it's not easy we may make it sound easy (laughs) on this podcast but we know it's not Um, as we both have talked about our own experiences we know it's not and for me habits is a daily thing I'm daily trying to improve my habits change my habits create new ones ditch old ones and it's hard it's I, I you know I can't say that I that I get it right always I can't um, nobody does friend nobody, nobody does. does but the only thing I can guarantee you is there's always an emotional connection to a habit be it a quote-unquote you know bad one good one one that you want to keep one you want to ditch there's always an emotional connection and getting to the bottom of that emotional connection is key for whatever it is that you're trying to do reinforce mm-hmm. it or let it go that's it well said (laughs) sister well said (laughs) (laughs) oh I think we've 
kind of made it through that's like that that was everything on my list i think that was a really incredible incredible conversation very informative i think we like span like the whole span of the conversation was it flowed so well and we we really touched on everything that has to do with creating new habits Mm. and you know talking about willpower and why it doesn't work and why you can't rely on it and finding your why and letting go of old habits and and more (laughs) and more trusting yourself yourself. all of these things all of the things yes 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 so such a good conversation thank you Fran as always for an incredible incredible conversation thank you Jen and uh, thanks for everyone who is listening and uh, yeah this was a bit of a heavy one but uh, we're here for you so if you need any support please do get in touch we'll see you next week all right see you next week bye-bye bye